This episode is sponsored by Coastal Leather Supply, created by leather crafters for leather crafters, supplying premium leather, tools and all your other leather working needs. Specialise in vegetable tan leather such as Buttero, Pueblo and many others. They ship internationally and are trusted in the Australian and New Zealand leather working community. Visit coastalleathersupply.com.au Welcome back to another episode of the Joseph M. Leather Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Justin from Bradshaw Steel Rule Dyes. Founded in 1980, Bradshaw Steel Rule Dyes has gone from a one-man startup to one of the most precise dye shops in Ontario, Canada. They manufacture close-tolerance dyes for a wide range of industries. Welcome, Justin. Hey, how's it going? It's a pleasure to have you on, and um, and yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to do this. So, so what's the story behind... Bradshaw Steel Rule dies. So my dad, um, my dad actually came to Ontario, and he was brought to. He was actually brought here by um, Western Publishing or Whitman Golden. They used to have the Golden Books with all the Berenstein Bears and like all these. They were just gold bound books, but he would bend uh, puzzles by hand. So yeah. they brought him into Ontario into their shop to be their main puzzle guy. Wow. Okay. Do they yeah. So like. Um, the, the, no, they actually went out probably, man, 25, 30 years ago, I'd say. Yeah. And then he basically go out on his own. Like, he was doing stuff on the side through that, like, in his shop inside of the plant. But then after they shut down, he had to basically go out on his own and find all of his customers. So what made him get into that industry? I think it was one of his friends... He was older, who was a dye maker, and he needed someone to come in to work with him, and then yeah. that it just taught him the ropes, and then it kind of took off from there. Yeah. When, when your dad started Bradshaw as, like, in 1980, yep. that was just on just mainly puzzle pieces? Yeah, pretty much doing jigsaw puzzles, and yeah. then um, all the different boxes for, the pu- like, the puzzles that go in. Like, he did all kinds of stuff for yeah. through Western Publishing, so there's stickers and... But yeah, mainly, mainly puzzle dies because they used to do tons of those things. Yeah. What size? Yeah. What size puzzles? Man, it was like he's done. We have a few sitting at the shop, but like thousand piece puzzles, and then <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. And those take months to build. So you're working on yeah. one puzzle you, you month to, straight. You have to get the borders done first as well. Yep. And then you move through. Um, it, it, some are two cut puzzles where you do the one like the vertical lines and the other one's the horizontal and you have to cut through once and then cut through again and then the other ones where they're all just the pieces in one giant board and you're just working on that eight hours a day for however long it takes to get done so with those the big ones do you have to individually make all the ones and stick them next to each other um kind each interlock is unique like yeah. so he'd have to sit and hand draw it on the board so he yeah. would basically create the puzzle by just drawing with a pencil and then you would bend to, and you cut it on a, like our scroll saw, our huge big saw we have. And then, yeah, you just bend it to those lines. So every piece is different. Wow. So, so what inspired you to, well, actually, so what, um, so then went from puzzles and then sort of how did it expand? <clears throat> So once Western, so went from Whitman Golden to Western Publishing, once they went out, um, we had already been doing, like I've been in the shop since I was a little kid. So when my mom would be out somewhere and my dad would have to babysit, I'd be in the shop, you know, cleaning up, sweeping, doing, 
random things here and there. And then, um, so I was always around everything, like using saws and hammers and just kind of learning. But, um, yeah, after that, once, so that was probably, when I was probably about 10, I think they shut down. And then, um, yeah, he was doing gaskets and lots of stuff for sandpaper and just had to figure out what to do next. Cause the whole plant was basically going to empty out. So we had to move, we had to move down the road into a new shop and then, yeah, it was just, it was a lot, but. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. fun. Wow, that's that's remarkable because like um to like because if a business closes down, it's it's like to still stay in that business and hope it sort of gets back up. It's yeah, quite a courageous thing to do. Because he used to do like um, we used to have this customer. They're gone now. It's called Store Image in Brantford. So they'd order a huge die, and he would somehow I don't even know how he was managed to do this. He'd build the die deliver it to Brantford, which is about 40 minutes south of where we are in Cambridge, and then pick me up at school at 3 p.m. every day. Like, it's yeah. insane. I have no idea how he did it. Yeah. He's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how they do it. Like, dads are remarkable. Yeah, it's remarkable, though. But uh, it, it, all, it, just, it, all, it all works. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, I just remember how um, when that was closing, like, we had a bunch of customers then, from what I remember as a kid. But yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty stressed out. Moving yeah. everything, it's just a lot, and then hoping that it's gonna keep going. Like mm. it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So if it was about in the in the leather in the leather side of things, it's like yeah. <laughs> um. So 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 what inspired you to go into that business, like into the so, family business? I actually never wanted to. I um. I don't know. I wanted to be like a bass fisherman and like, you know, a baseball player and all these other things. Like yeah. you have dreams of doing this stuff. And then, um, it was nine, nine, 2001. I finished high school. So I was completely graduated. And then, um, like I want, I wanted to go back for my last year cause they were doing this, um, computer art course it was like a they were bait it was like cork adobe all the new programs that were coming out on computers i wanted to go back to high school just to learn that class yeah so i had already had so oecs are basically our grade 13 here so you have to have like 32 of these credits to go to university or college and then so i had them all but i really wanted to do that class so then i went to school and i'm like i wanted to be a part-time student where i could basically go to school in the morning or the afternoon and then you know, work part-time or whatever. So I went in, they declined that. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> I have nothing else to do here. Like yeah. that would have been awesome. But, so I drove to the shop and then, um, cause I'd always be working part-time, but yeah, I just, something clicked that day. I don't know what it was. I think I was bending a circle. Like I was just messing around. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, this is exactly what like I'm supposed to do. Like everything. It was just like, from there i worked there i went to college i did all that and then um yeah working there and then just i would work part-time at a skateboard store and just all kinds of different stuff but i'd always end up back at the shop and i just it was a lot it's like stressful being with family like watching because there's so many ups and downs right like with the shop like sometimes it's really busy other times it's not and then um that would be the most like the most stressful part of everything like family business but being through it all now it's kind of like yeah it's stressful but you've we've done it before and you just got to keep going so yeah. yeah i just ended up staying and then i'm 21 years now wow. working with my dad 
Yeah. And like, is it possible to bend the circle? Like, how is it possible with the dies? Like, to get so a there's, perfect circle? There's, it's a, it's a, there's like specific bending dies made for that. Okay. But before yeah. we had our bending machines and our laser, mm-hmm. we would have to cut the circle by hand on our saws. And then you would have to measure out the circle in a straight line and multiply it by pi to figure out exactly what length of rule you would have so it would be perfect every time. 3.16. Yep. 3.1416, and it just keeps yeah, going yeah, on yeah. Yeah, all the time. So, so what's the purpose of pi again? I forgot. It's the... I guess it's just to pass. figure out prices you can eat. <laughs> uh, so pi has to do with... Oh, yeah, circle pi. I don't know. Is that, yep. is that what it's... The... 3.1619. Yeah, and it keeps yeah. going. It's infinite. Yeah, yeah. yeah the... I remember that. I remember that in class. In, and I remember the math teacher said that like, we only had to memorize like a certain amount of numbers, like after the yep. 3.1. Like... Yeah. Anyway. It's funny. Like, I just remember um, in high school and stuff, I wasn't good at math. And I'm not sure why. But again, that day, um, everything just clicked. Like, all the. Uh, trigonometry stuff that I learned like sometimes it so I know that a lot of kids would say that how is this going to apply to yeah, me yeah I was going to say algebra yeah and I do it all the time like it's crazy yeah because if you can't find a corner of a triangle like if a drawing comes without the right dimension then you can just take the and find what angle that is it's it's pretty cool like it yeah it, 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 it's ma- weird though. I, I quite enjoyed mathing in mathing class um, the ones I didn't like is that you'd have like a triangle and it's like, like the, uh, there's one that's like, A is, is this, B is this, like, it's like yep. A, A, E, like A is this, B is this, like what is C? Like, I didn't like, like those ones. Yeah, I just that's all not... like the, what is it, tangent, cosine, and something else, I can't remember. But yeah, I do, I have to do that stuff. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the most common shapes? Actually, like, wait, let's just, let's go back to the pie. So, yep. So to do a circle, you would have to. What do you do? So when the rule comes out, it's a straight piece. Yeah. So you'd basically have to measure that piece, and then multiply it by pi to figure out how many inches of rule you'd have to use. So if it's like a three-inch circle, it's going to be a nine whatever piece. Yeah. So you'd have to measure, cut, and then. I'll say 80% of the time you'll get it right, but sometimes, yeah. yeah, it happens. So how far along the pie do you go? Like 3.16? One, Pretty much, yeah. Just, just that. Just the first, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really get any more um, precise than, let's yeah. say, a 64th, like, in the long run. Yeah. Um, I was on the uh, yeah, I was on the website, and you have, like, a long list of dies that you make. Yep. Do you want me to read them all out? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. So so the ones that did stick out, which were cool, which is like obviously the leather ones, but like the the yep. gaskets for cars. So so someone had like a vintage car and they yep. needed like, and they're rebuilding an engine. You could actually do the gasket for them. I can do that, yeah. So as long as uh, they either have the dimension of the old gasket, yeah. I can take that and create a brand new die to cut that out. So do you use the... Oh, so, okay, so they would have. Do you have to buy the gasket material? Like, can you? Or they would like we would be able to create the die, and then they can do. Oh, okay, they can buy it. So there's actually a guy in Australia who contacted me yesterday 
who I'm making a, a chainsaw um, gasket for because he can't get them anymore. That's cool. He's like, it's a super vintage uh, chainsaw. And he's like, the place in Germany where it was actually built, they don't make any of them anymore. And he's like, I really just need this. And I was like, all right, cool. Send it over. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So would they look like the, would it look like the, it wouldn't look like the, the leather clicker dies. It wouldn't. It would be in wood. It would look almost, yeah, it'd be kind of the same looking idea, but just if you were to lay a gasket down, it would look like that, but just in wood. And then you just place it on the clicker and then pop it right up. So the gaskets, the, I mean, the things out of wood, the, the, uh, what's out of wood? Sorry. Oh, sorry. So our main, like, uh, instead of making our dies out of like the clear Lexan, like you've seen on like Instagram and all that, we actually make dies. Oh, they're, they're the exact. The wood is the base instead of uh, okay. the lex. Yeah. But why? Why? Why is this the? Why is the leather ones like the plastic as opposed to wood? <laughs> so I, so when you're placing it on your piece of leather, I know leather can have imperfections, like when it comes in those big hides. Yeah. So you can place it where you want the exact, and you're able to see through oh, the die to that's figure. Cool. Out yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's the little things that like. Yeah, that make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. So with the decals, and st- so you can do stickers for people? Yep. Okay, because I want to get some stickers. Cut- oh, man. Well, I don't actually make the I make the die that cuts the sticker out. Oh, okay, okay. So the okay. same idea? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, what's so the vacu- vacuum forming? So vacuum forming is like, um, you know those big plastic bins? So, like... I'm trying to think of a really good, uh, you know, when you buy like a potted plant and it has that plastic, uh, the black plastic thing that you buy from the store. So that would actually be, so the soil goes into that plastic and the plants in it. Oh, so it keeps it all in a circle. Yeah. When you buy it from like the store to bring it home to plant it, it's yeah, that yeah, plastic yeah. Um, a pot, I guess. So when that would, when you would oh, actually go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thin plastic pot, that's all vacuum form. So when it comes in, it'll be a flat piece of plastic and they put it in a machine that actually pulls the plastic down into a mold to form that shape so it's like a huge vacuum that pulls it into pulls and holds it in that shape until the plastic dries so you need like you need the the vacuum forming machine and the 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 mold the die, so when it comes out it'll be in a big sheet okay so you have to make a die that let's say the we'll say it's 12 inches high. You'd have to make a die that's actually like 12 and a half inches so it can slide inside of that yeah. and then cut the part out. Okay. So you see, you'd, yeah. make the, you'd make the mold? The dies. So they, like the vacuum forming people would come to us and then with the big piece of plastic and then we have, so we'd have to, we'd get the plastic, look at it and then reverse engineer from the finished piece to how the die has to be built. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's a Is lot. It- and it's crazy that it just came from a jigsaw, like mm-hmm. guys, and it's just like expanded, especially and especially with like internet. It's just like oh, it's just it's crazy. We had to like there was a we had a competitor, and he um, we weren't necessarily competitors. We kind of did a lot of the same stuff, but also in very different directions. Like we were very automotive, so all the insulation for cars and stuff, and he did a bit of that, but was trying to get into what we were doing and then 
um, yeah, just kind of, Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Hopefully, you can edit this part out. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we got less than yeah. a minute, and after I'll have to start up a new meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're the competitor. Yeah, yeah actually, I don't remember where I was going with that. So, um, I'm trying to think, what was the question? We were talking about vacuum forming. Yeah, and that, and, that uh, still hasn't made sense. To me. I, so, so you, so you would, they would come to you with the plastic, and then you would put it in a machine that would make the mold. Or you'd no, just, so the, you you I they would so just think of like a big plastic bin, like yeah. a rectangle bin with like a tub. So they would bring that to the shop, and they would it's all like they'll just cut it out of their big sheet of plastic. So we'll have to basically flip that over, measure around the outside of that bin to create a die, and also to the depth so you could slide the bin in, and then it comes down and cuts with the die cutter. Okay, you'd yeah. have to it's. Hard to explain, but if you see it on like yeah. YouTube, it'll, it'll yeah, totally yeah, yeah. like it's making sense, but it's like not make like I can't imagine a die. Like I'm, when I think of a die, I think of like the click of pr- like the, yeah. The, There's uh, huge, massive, like big, huge beam presses that are like twenty, twenty thousand tons and all yeah. that crazy stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm mean, like the whole all the stuff like the automotive stuff. This like wow. Um, we, it, oh, that's what I was saying. I remember now. So we had, we were adapting, so we had to cover everything, like, because so many people would come out of the blue to get dyes, and they're like, hey, can you make this? And we're like, well, we've never done that before, but I guess we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And then, so I was saying, yeah, our competitor, he kind of stuck to one main thing, and it was like corrugated boxes, and he just kept going with that, with that, with that, and then, unfortunately, he, like, we do all of his work now, so if he gets any work, he just brings it to us, and then... We make all the dyes, but yeah, he, hey, he just kind of shut down shop. He cuts yeah. plastic, but yeah, he doesn't do any die cutting stuff because it just he didn't evolve with everyone else. Yeah, and that's the thing because like um, custom stuff, like I don't really enjoy custom stuff, like because it, it takes a lot to like to make something. Like if someone says, "Oh, can you make like this?" It's like okay, we'll have to measure it, make a yep. template. And it's just like all these, it's, it's not like if someone buys something and you've already made it, it's a lot easier, but like it's, it's also, it's quite stressful as well. <laughs> like, right. Oh, totally. you know, especially if you're doing it for a first time. Exactly, man. Yeah. And that's what, it's like, you might as well jump in feet first. Cause if you don't learn how to do it, then, yeah. you know, like it's scary, but once you get, you do it once, twice, you're like, oh yeah, okay. I get yeah. this. And that becomes kind of second nature when. Cause it just kind of unlocks that other side of your brain. Yeah. Um, like there was a guy I did third, I had to do take someone's drawings. There was a leather person and it was 30 different designs. And I had to basically scan them, measure them and start inputting them into CAD. And it was, that was a lot of work, <laughs> but yeah, that's just yeah, one of those things. When, when they are in that computer, can you like, if, if there are mistakes, can you edit them or? Okay. Yeah. 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 Most of the time, like, um, we'll say just like a card pocket, for example, like one side, cause you might not see it on Adobe or whatever, but it could be off a 32nd, even an eighth inch, like one side could be way higher than the other. Yeah. And then when I'm looking at it, I'm like, huh. Cause I can take it down to like, you know, inches, millimeters, but I'm like, man, this is off quite a bit. Like I'm going to have to figure out what size they want so you can make it perfect on each side. Yeah. It's, um, because when I do my little templates, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'm not really that, 
sophisticated when it comes to the thing. Like, I'm pretty, like, um, you know, make your squares and all that. And I usually, like, trace it, like, if I'm... Yep. And anyway, it and you, like, you'll group them all together and it might be, like, you know, uh, 100 millimeters, 0.1. Yep. And you'll be, like... I'm just going to keep it. I can't be bothered changing it. Like, right. It's true. Yeah. It's, it was... But like with you in, in that situation, if I was to send you a file that was like point one, like point one over, that would throw the whole thing out. Like it has to be I so. Think... Point one millimeter? Probably not. I'm trying to think of what that is. I think that's a 64th because I do everything in inches. Like I do it in millimeters as well. But oh, when we're yeah, building... yeah, yeah. Cause most of the punches and stuff for guys are all in inches. So there's not really much metric in that kind of stuff. Interesting. But, um, yeah. yeah, everything. So like an eighth inch punch, I think is three mil, something like that. But yeah, everything's done in eight sixteenths, 30 seconds, like quarter inch, like yeah. everything's all that kind of, yeah. I should have bought my little ruler because I, I bought a little 15 centimeter ruler. And, yeah. Because uh, like, you know, you have, you have a bigger, like a 30 centimeter ruler, but like if you just want to just check something, it's nice to have a little ruler anyway. On the back of it has a conversion chart of like millimeters yep. to inches, and it's like, wow, like this is actually so cool to actually see like the <laughs> the like it's just like a little conversion chart, but it just shows you, oh, that's what a three eight, like three eighth is or three like sixteenth yep. of an inch or all these. And then you have to multi uh, multiply by twenty five point four to get your from inches to millimeters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. weird. Like it's like it's not just one inch isn't twenty five. It's like twenty five point four. Yeah. It's like, well, how does this even calculate? Yeah, this... it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, if it's a hundred millimeters, then you divide by twenty five point four to get it into okay. inches. And oh, so you just you just go point four. You don't do the, all the other numbers. Right. But yeah, that's uh twenty five. Yeah, twenty five point four is one inch. Yeah. But yeah. We got We have big uh, decimal charts sitting right above my design computer, so you can just kind of refer to it really quick, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, okay. And then uh, makes the job go by faster. Yeah, I uh, it's crazy. Like I do forget that because uh, like the North American, they some people like still use the the inches. It's it's crazy. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Most of like a lot, unless it's um, there's really precise automotive stuff that'll be done in metric. But even all of our drawings that we get are mainly in inches. Yeah, yeah. Like all the gaskets, all that kind of stuff. Most of that is mostly done in inches. Is it because it's a lot more simpler than... I would I would assume so. Yeah, like, because, like, to have, like, one inch as opposed to someone saying, oh, can you make it 28 millimeters? Yeah, it's like... exactly. Yeah, and I think... And metric is so tiny, like, each little yeah, line yeah. on that river, yeah, exactly. like it's, it would be a big pain. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Um, uh, to be honest, it has actually been good to learn to do inches because, like, if I make belts, I do them in inches. It's actually right. been quite nice to learn that. What's it? Is it imperial system? Is that what it's called? Yes. Imper yeah, that, it's, yeah. It's, it's been actually quite nice to learn that because it's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's just been. It's t like nice. even here, everything's all metric. Like it's, but it's uh, yeah. funny how with the design and stuff, everything's well. There is a lot of metric, but like. Most of, like I said, the designs are all in inches, and it's weird just to think, like, you would think everything would just be metric, but... Yeah. 
a lot of American design companies, though, send stuff up here, like to the companies that we do business with here and all their designs, like GM or whatever, when we're doing automotive, like installation will all be because they're coming from somewhere in the States up to Canada and then to us and then back. But usually it's in inches, probably because of them. So what's the, so the installation dies, what's, yeah. what's that? So, so it's like, um, if you were to rip up the carpet in your car, there's going to be like foam insulation, they call it shoddy. Okay. And sometimes feed over where the transmission is, but we make huge dies that cut out like the whole roof section of a car. That's cool. So like we actually, we have one in the shop right now where, um, if you were to look at the roof of your car. We're making a die that is exactly that oh, shape. Yeah. yeah. And it's mad. Like, it's really big, but it's That's, pretty neat to yeah. see all this stuff. Because I think it's a 20... I can't say what brand it is, but um, I think it's a 20, 2024 or something like that that they're already doing the designs for for that roof. Wow. Yeah. How's it, is it, how's it pressed? Is it just, like, just it, all steel... Yeah, it'll just be a huge, massive uh, traveling head press that'll just, because they can move, and then it'll just come down, press that material up, they'll pull that out, or a big roller cutter, which looks like, kind of like a, it's a huge conveyor belt with a giant rolling pin on it, and then they slide it right through, and it cuts the thing out, there's someone at the other side, some of these could be 30, 40 feet long, like the actual press itself. Wow. It's actually quite amazing, because like, all these like, businesses you wouldn't think of like that go into a car like you usually you think like you know they put the doors on put the engine in yep. but it's like you know i never would have thought that there was like you guys making like a huge you know they're making the dive with for the roof like the roof of a car yeah or even like the carpeting in the trunk or even the carpeting that goes inside of your car oh, is wow. all yeah died, we yeah. do all kinds of stuff like that and then the plastic inlay like on your dash, like we're actually making one right now that goes, um, it's, I forget what car it's for, but yeah, it's just, we have to make these huge dies out of aluminum. So it's, and it slides in. So one die cuts and another die knocks all the pieces of plastic out into this tray so they can send it off to the plant. Yeah. Do you do, um, is it just mainly steel and aluminum you use? You can use like, I imagine you couldn't use carbon fiber to cut. We've cut. You can cut carbon fiber, but yeah, just the you, base you, of our you, yeah. Most of, you could you couldn't make a die out of carbon fiber. No, 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 no. Yeah, mostly it's just wood base, and then now with the um, with the Lexan, yeah, and then the aluminum. And like when I was talking about that, that it's not. It's more of like a. It's just a bit. A huge plate that just has another piece on top, like a rectangle, that just pop knocks all just for knocking stuff out. Yeah. Now, how long would it take to make those huge dies? Do you just put it in the computer uh, and then it comes out on the big laser? Yeah, usually, um, like there was one, it was 10 feet long that we did and it takes a couple hours. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I feel like it takes more time designing splitting up the boards, getting it to dovetail together, because none of the boards are 10 feet, so you have to start interlocking all the boards together. Yeah. And I feel like that probably takes the most, and then once it's on the laser table, the machines are already going, bending all the rule, and then you pop it in, and then out the door. Is, do you use the same thickness of the, the blade? 
as a like as a poet with the leather dies with the um it all de- so yeah with the leather it's all three point which is a thicker one but a lot of um really really intricate stuff like sticker dies or whatever they're all the really thin blades so it's really yeah. easy to it's super strong but it's really easy to bend into really like intricate shapes oh, and yeah, all that yeah 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 that, that makes sense okay wow there's what, what's pop displays po so that's like point of purchase like if you were to go like a grocery store and you know they'll have like the cardboard display with oh yeah and you'd be able to like yeah yeah, so they're like, like it's like they put they put they like cardboard they all put in. Yeah, like, it's like a and then they'll have like mustard or whatever, and they're like they're showing off that one product. Yeah, so let's yeah. See, yeah. So that's like we so do that all for that. Yep. Yeah. Kleenex boxes. Oh, yeah. So so packaging boxes like the boxes yep. that we we all get and we fold them all and we. Yeah. Yeah. Everything all done like so someone had to sit there and figure out how that box works for one. So they have to do all these different samples and then once they finally get the right way that it folds properly and everything then they'll send it off to get a die made that's cool it's yeah it's pretty now there's so many moving pieces before it even gets to like me yeah but like it's amazing because like from greeting car like you can have a, a guy who has like an old car coming for a gasket then you can have someone with a yep. greeting card and then gm could rock up and want a roof done <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. and then someone could want a minimalist wallet. It's just like, yep, it's yeah. Crazy. You just have to learn and adapt, and yeah, that it, was the main thing. Yeah, it is. Is the leather ones the biggest ones now, or currently, it, it, like we've on the wood side of stuff, it's really busy, but it's really um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like really, really intricate stuff, and it takes a long time to build these guys. Like, but the leather, it's been, it's just been crazy. Like yeah. it is, I can't, there's so, I've met and talked to so many people like from all over the world, just doing this leather stuff, like through Instagram, like it is just, it's bonkers. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised how quick you, like we would communicate as well. Like, um, I, like, yeah. I honestly do my best. Yeah. No, um, that's good. Cause you got like, I know it's more like my and my dad's business but at the same time like with leather workers and stuff you guys you know might be working full time and you're only able to communicate at nighttime when you're home working or like any so i'm kind of available all the time like i'll always message right back because i totally get it like i someone sends a message i'm like oh sweet all right cool and then quote it on monday or whatever but yeah i do my best oh awesome no no it's awesome yeah, it's just fun and getting to interact with all these people. Like it's it's awesome, man. I love it. Like just so many people to talk to. Have you um have you tried leather craft? Not yet. Oh, my you'd buddy be like your your leather dyes collection would be. <laughs> I know it'd be. Pretty, you wouldn't need uh, to cut anything. It's true. I think I don't know if I have the hand dexterity anymore to do any like the the stitching. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've been doing this for so long now. I'm like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like crunching my, I'm like, oh, my knuckles. Like everything yeah. just hurts from working with your hands for so long. But it's my crazy. buddy Justin Royal, he wants me to come up and he's like, dude, we'll, you, we'll design you a wallet. You can build the dies and then build it from scratch and then stitch it. And he's like, I'll film it and all this. And I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> that'll yeah. be interesting. 
Yeah, I remember when I first started hand stitching. Yeah, you'd wake up and you like your knuckle, like your oh, I can only imagine. But like, it's it's crazy. Like your yeah, your hands like get strong like over time. It's oh quite, yeah, it's, it's it's quite cool. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's it's crazy of how much time you actually like if you if you're cutting out at cutting out a wallet. Mm-hmm. You know, it it takes such a long time to cut them out by hand, like oh, I by the, the oh, sure. like all the intricate, like, especially like you know the little tea pockets. Like you have to make yep. sure, and everything um, like that. And you know, you you might have like it might be twelve millimeter the pocket, but because yep. of your error, you might add like an extra because you might you might you know you might cut the the template out like an extra millimeter, and it's crazy how yep. it, it all like adds up the. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, that's yeah. why I always with anytime I get stuff, I always, especially with like tea pockets, because one little yeah, one little millimeter can throw off the whole entire thing. So I'll go through and measure every single spot to make sure that everything is perfectly in line before I even start building anything like that, like yeah. or even burning it from a laser. Like all, if you were to send me a file, I'll go through check it. And if there's dimensions that are off, I'll send you like a PDF and be like, hey, you know, this part of the pocket's 12, this is 15, like, what do you want? And yeah. then, because yeah. it, you know, I don't want to be getting an email being like, why is this 12 and why is this 15? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, like, because, like, you have the pocket, it'll be like 12, but then yep. if you, when you cut it out, you might. You know, just miss a little bit, yeah. Or you might cut above it, and then it's like it adds. Yep. And then it just sort of, you know, and then the the all like the all blade that might add an extra. So it's like all these things sort of like you might start off with a twelve millimeter pocket, but then by the time you've cut out the pattern, you might yep. be like thirteen. And the pattern could be shift when you're tracing with your all too. Like it could just have moved yeah. the tiniest little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, my my uh, my good friend. He has one of those huge like huge ones like the two clicker press the yep. huge ones and uh man like that they'd be good for like bags like a huge oh bag. yeah they're good for everything like those things there used to be a company yeah. here in town called samard who would make all those clicker presses you'd ship them all over the world and then he just retired and no one took the business over so it's like a huge vacuum now of no yeah. one knows where stuff serviced they can't get the die cutting um the pads for cutting into like it's just oh, gone. Yeah, yeah. I I'll ask you on that because um, do do your leather dies? Does it matter if you have like a one of those twenty ton clicker presses? Will that damage it? Okay, so you no, can use it across. All, oh yeah, they're all made like even with the wood stuff, they're all made to go onto these massive ton presses. Okay. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, what's the biggest die you can make and the smallest die? Yeah, uh, smallest, we've done some crazy stuff, like just, um, I had to do, it was like, um, it looked like a bike chain interlock, like those little, they look like, if you look at a bike chain, yeah. those little, t- I had to do, and it was like a whole bunch of them up on them, just in that, so someone could make a leather bike chain. Oh, wow. Like it was, okay. like a, it was like a wallet chain, but it was like those little bike interlocks, it was nuts. And yeah. it was so tiny and just, but yeah, that was really hard. And then, Does but yeah, that... biggest we've we've done massive dies that are just like fifteen feet long and just for these massive roller cutters and stuff, even bigger. Yeah, 
with the with the really intricate ones, does that mean you have to go down the blade size? Yeah, we go to like two point or one and a half point, and then a lot of times that's when we have to start hand bending everything. Okay. Because the machine can only do so much. Yeah. And then a lot of times because we still hand bend a lot, it's just a lot faster than going in, tweaking everything in the machine, and then we can just once we get it, we can just build them really quick. Yeah. So, so is that two point? Does that mean two mil? Is that the size uh, in blades that they got? I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they would just space dummy. Yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest die you've made? If you go on our Instagram, um, there's a sticker die for Auburn bicycles, and that one, um, I don't know how far down it is, but you'll see uh, that one was insane. Oh yeah, this one. Yeah, that was, yeah, that one, that one, that was pretty crazy. And if you go right, it cuts out all the different stickers for that Auburn. I think it's Auburn bicycles. Yeah. Each part goes on that bike somewhere. Yeah, it is. That was insane. And that was a reproduction of a bike that came out in the '80s. So I don't know who, like, a printing company ordered it from us, but someone was bringing all those stickers back, which I thought was pretty nuts because I remember them when I was a kid. Oh, so that's on that's on one the the wood. So that they, they'd put all that yep. and do it all in one go. Yeah. Would it be easy to? Yeah. Do they push out pretty easy? Yeah. So we'd put uh, ejection rubber, and then they just pop right out as they cut. Oh, okay. You'd put them. Oh, wow. Oh, I'd like to see the. That actually, that one might have been kiss cutting. So it would all be on one big sheet. Yeah, and then you can just pull the stickers off the big sheet. Okay. But wouldn't all the stickers get stuck in the thing? Well, there I I just took the picture without the right ejection rubber oh, in without, it. You should have, you yeah, should have so done you it with the ejection with... rubbers. That yeah. would, that <laughs> I love those. Like, they just look so cool, the uh, ejection rubbers. They're really neat, yeah. So did you have to do those by hand, some of those bends? Oh, yeah. Like, almost that whole die was done by hand. I think the machine did um, the big part on the right. Yeah. But parts that come out we do it on the machine but then we still have to hand bend to get it to the right shape so are they welded on the the board no they're not water welded on they're just hit into the board yeah with our mallet so okay, our laser yeah. will cut the shape out and then we'll go through and then pound them all in this one looked pretty uh this one looks pretty cool the snowflakes oh that one yeah that was my dad bent that one uh, some of that was the machine but most of that was hand bent too it's just crazy. Like, I'm a good bender, but that, my dad, he is just, like, there's stuff that I can't do, and then he'll just pop it right out. How did you do that? Yeah, like, how do you get, like, you have to get all those snowflakes, like, all... Perfect. Per, like... Yep. Yeah, and he just, I don't even think it took him that long. I just, like, walked away, came back, and he's like, oh, done, and then did that little sample there to make sure all the parts are cutting right, and then that was that. Must be a fresher Brit breath of fresh air once they're finished like oh oh big time it's pretty uh because once you get kind of bogged down with something like that all the other stuff stop like starts adding up yeah yeah. so then like because normally him and i work and we work in unison so it's like he'll be working on something i'll be doing something and then it's just like uh it's like a circle i guess but once someone's taken off to do one thing then it all adds up and then yeah. i'm doing it yeah there's just a lot of you lose a lot of work, kind of work time like yeah. that. 
does the does the copper hammer does it like how does it not damage the the die? It's just really soft. Oh um, yeah, would, yeah, would, yeah. Softer material, so it doesn't really it doesn't chip the blade or anything. But yeah. those things, they they're awesome for that little like sticker die. It because the head of the hammer is so small, you can get into those little intricate spots <laughs> and then not have to worry. Because the other we have big urethane hammers, <laughs> and they're just, it's hard to control when you're tapping stuff into the wood. Yeah. Does um does does it damage the copper? Like, does it leave indents in the copper if it's soft? Yep. And then we'll have to sand it off after. Like, we have a big belt sander, so we'll just touch it, oh, and it's yeah. flat. Yeah, and then eventually it just wears down. You have to get a new one. Yeah. And then there's the aluminum side on the other side, but I find the copper is just a little bit better. Yeah, it would be not a bit more softer. Yep. I haven't used copper rivets yet, surprisingly. I know the brass ones are a bit more tougher than the copper ones. Oh, I could see that, yeah. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> brass ones? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You get brass ones. I, I was. You can't get like any nickel plate brass ones, so it's uh, mm-hmm. like nickel plated or anything like that, which is... Uh, yeah, you just get the brass or the copper ones, which I've... The only one, yep. They're the only two I've seen. Um, inter- integrating computers into the business. Like, like the... How the, the computer software is like is so cool like the and then the that thing that's like whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our bending machines. So I was um man, I'm trying to think. It was back in the nineties. I was young and uh this guy who used to work with my dad, his name was Dave Johnson. He, I remember when he actually came over to teach us how to use our first three eighty six computer. It's like a Packard Bell back in the early nineties because we okay. didn't it was like Windows 3.1 back then. He was teaching us how to use these computers, and he was he, it was insane. He was just a brainiac. And then eventually, he came over so much to teach us that my dad's like, "Do you want a job?" Because he was in high, he was I think he was finishing high school, and then he ended up working with us for years and years and taught me. Like he just it's like he sat down one day and instantly knew how to use that design program. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. And then so he's like, so then me being at the shop all the time, I'd always be around him. And then, um, yeah, just one day, I, he's like, here, I'm going to show you how to do this. Yeah. So that he just kind of taught me how to do everything on CAD, and then it just went from there. It's a big learning curve with all that stuff, like learning the CAD. And then when we got our first bending machine, we had to fly out to Seattle to go train with someone who basically knew that machine inside and out. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, we left on, like, a Thursday morning, I think, trained from 11 a.m. till like 4, ate dinner, trained again the next day, and then flew out that night. Yeah. So we had to get back up for Monday morning. Because all that, all, all that stuff's like is a huge investment. How, oh, like, yeah. How did you know that that was going to be like, it was going to pay off? You guys just... We were so it? busy with all that. Like okay. we used to have... Um, yeah, we were just so busy, and that saved so much time. Yeah. Being able to like basically... Put it into that computer, click a button, you can walk away, and I can be on the other, because we have two of them, so I can be on the other vending machine doing more guys over there, or yeah. I could be sitting on the computer doing that while, so it's just easy to kind of walk back and forth, and then yeah. that was, it like, it was a huge investment, but it paid off yeah. massively. Yeah. Because it's like 10 guys in one on that thing. Yeah, exactly right. And, um, yep. and it's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's uh, it's, it's still it's still good to know. It's this um, doesn't take away from the business either. Like that's the thing. Like right. just because you're not, you know, 
doing it all by hand doesn't mean like it, it's any like less of a quality. Like I feel right. like it feels quite good to, if it's on a computer because you know it's gonna be like um basically perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like the um. Yeah. Anyway, I don't own any dice, so I can't talk from experience. So. <laughs> it's funny. I was just um. I don't remember what like some something weird happened with the vending machine yesterday. Or it just didn't do something right, and I ended up having to bend a pocket. I just did the whole thing by hand. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have time to mess around with this thing. I'm like, stuff's piling up. I'm like, I'm just gonna bend this right now and just get it welded and out the door. Yeah. So, so you're confident on like doing it all by hand? Like, if someone sent yep. you like a curve like that, you'd be like, yeah, I can do it. I did. That would be. See, my dad's first instinct would be, I'll just bend this by hand because it's really fast. And my first instinct, I'll just click the button on the yeah. chain, like on the computer, and then go. But um, yeah, I, I mean, he's way better at bending than I am. Maybe in the twenty years from now, I'll be as good as him. Yeah. But um, but yeah, if someone sends that, I'm like, oh, I can just do that pretty quick. Yeah. Because okay. it's just big ass. I don't know how many are left, like hand benders, like people. I know a lot of, like, I watch a lot of um, video, like, Instagram from, there's a guy in Thailand that I've seen do it, a lot of people in India, but I don't know any that are left around me, or even in North America that can still do it. Yeah. Like, that are my age. I'm sure there's a lot of old-timers out there that can still bend by hand, but I haven't met too many that do. Like, it's crazy. Is it quite flexible as well? It looks like it's quite flexible to... Bend. the rule yeah oh it is yeah but sometimes you get into the really thick stuff and it'll it's like an arm breaker yeah because it can go all the way up to like six point thick and you're just like we have hydraulic benders for that so you have a big pedal and you're basically using the hydraulic bender the same way as the hand bender to bend this huge thick steel yeah that's awesome it's crazy yeah i'm just not thinking of how you would do like a curve like if there See, was like we a... have um there are certain bending dies. There look uh, one looks like a half moon, and the other one basically they match together. And then you'll just sit and, and basically you'll have your die in front of you, and then you'll just do a couple bends to get the radius right. And yeah. then you can actually there's a screw in the back of the bender, like hand bending that you can set. So then you can just it knows how much force to hit the piece of rule to bend it to that right radius. Okay. Yeah. This is like. Old technology from I don't even know when these benders probably in the fifties, but yeah. yeah, it's just something to save time back then. Yeah, wow. I know it's it's crazy how. Yeah, I was trying to wrap my head around what you just said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd have to watch a video. It's yeah, like, I know. Explain. But yeah. for me, it's like second nature. I'm just like, oh, like I'll test it, set that screw in the back, and then you can just bend. Do, do you have like a temp? Like, do you have a template of the person's to sort of reference? Yeah, so that yeah, would, would be... You, um, would you print out, like, like a little so, paper one or... No, we just burn it on, a like, a, let's say it was, like, the pocket die. Yeah. So the curve in the pocket, like, I would just set the piece of rule up, and then I can look to that and then just bend it to the exact shape that's sitting in front of me. Oh, so you would, like... How would you... Just get... match it up. Oh, so you'd, you'd cut out, like, a piece of... What like, let's you... say it was, like, a pocket die for a wallet. Yeah. And then there's two points, and then that... Yeah. I guess the thumb slot. Yeah. Then I would literally, like, if, it, let's say the machine put out a piece that was just straight or something, or I just, I'd mark the corners where I have to bend, and then I would just bend to that shape, and okay. then pop. 
But what would you use for reference? Like a little piece of paper, like a little template. Oh no, because the, the die would be we take it off the laser oh, and be right yeah, there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I can just match the piece and then you're good to go. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's... <laughs> there's so much stuff because it's such like an obscure industry. Like there's there's lots of us all over the world, but it's just such a no one really like even some of my friends. They're like, dude, I don't even understand what you do. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people like. I'm just looking at, I'm at my wife's desk right now. I'm just looking at everything around me that's all die cut. Like anytime I'm out somewhere, like um, there's a store and through one of our customers, that's their customer. But hanging in the windows are all the dies we made. So like snowflakes and whatever the big, you know, buy one, get one sale signs. I'm like, oh yeah, I made that. Yeah. And like, well, maybe I'll see that. And I'm like, oh, I made that. And then my wife's just shaking her head. <laughs> like a construction worker, I built that building. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I built that. Yeah. If I look at, because, because yeah, because once you get like, sort of, you get immersed into a particular hobby. Yeah. The, th the things surrounding that hobby, it just like, you don't look at it the same way. Like for example, like a bag. You know, I previously I'd look at look at a bag, and you say, oh, that's a nice bag. But then now it's like, oh, I can see how like the the gusset has like gone in. Like you sort of look at the how yep. they've constructed it. It's quite interesting, yeah. Like how you it's, how you do the exact same with the uh, with yeah. dies, and I th I'll probably do it now. Like uh, I'm just thinking you'll of see those... stuff around. Just be like, oh man, that's die cut. I'm like, oh, that's die cut. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking of those. I'm, like, air... okay. I'm thinking of those those air fresheners. Like the yep. Christmas is like that's not probably. Oh yeah, I, I, I actually I made I designed it myself, but uh, a Christmas tree die for cutting leather that kind of looks like the trees that you see in the cars for yeah. there's a little star on top, like for Christmas time. So I can just, you know, give them to, or sell them to leather workers so they can make Christmas ornaments or yeah, yeah air fresheners, you name it. That's cool. Yeah. That's actually, it's, it's yeah. I'll keep that in mind actually. Cause I'm like, yeah, Christmas ornaments. How creative can you get with your dies? So as creative as possible. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if you go on our Instagram and look at that lace die that I just did, like, that one, um, actually, that was, that was a pretty difficult die. But, uh, oh, there it is. yeah, I think it, there's a, I did one, a coaster for Texas, and then, oh, yeah, I saw uh, that. that's, that's cool, yeah. That was all almost hand-bent, too, most of that, because it's so intricate. Like, yeah. Little, but, yeah, that lace die was pretty crazy. So how how far can the, that machine go until it's kind of like oh uh, we'll, we'll just do it by hand? It's hard to say. When it, multiple mm -hmm. angles are really close to each other, it kind of has a hard edge because the as the head turns, it can bend on itself. Like the rule, as it bends around, it can get kind of stuck behind. So a lot of time, like it'll get jammed behind the head of the bender, and then it that's the point where I'll just like I'll just do this by hand because it's yeah. way faster. So you might just do like the you might just let the computer do the the, the straights and then you just yeah take and it we off. just do the other stuff by hand okay so so what's those little notches that you have to cut out so those are called bridges yeah so those help keep the part inside of the die so if we were to cut without that the whole inside would just fall right out oh yeah okay yeah that makes sense and then the machine puts the little notches in the rule. So that it goes over top of those bridges to keep everything together. That's cool. Okay. 
Yeah, because I was actually thinking of like getting an Australian key ring. So you'd have to yep. like do the Australia map and thinking of how that would, would work out. So would that be pretty easy to do? I think so. Like just thinking Could you? Could you do that? Like Oh yeah. All day long. <laughs> All day long. All day long. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you think that would be do you reckon you could bend that? The little yeah, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I don't know how just you'd go with Tas like, I don't know how you'd do yeah. Tasmania. There's I could probably even yeah. hundred percent. It'd take a little bit to get it right, but yeah, it would. Once it's it, once you get going, then it just gets easier as you get confidence. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it for twenty years plus years now. It just kind of, you know, you just know what you can and can't do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you'd get Tasmania. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. You how just you... have to from the bottom, depending huh? on the sides too. Like if you did one that was like three by three by three or whatever three inches by like it'd be pretty easy like uh, and have so like have the australia map but then like a little tab that folds over that you can put on and then like rivet it oh yeah yeah because you just put a punch in and then yeah that would be pretty easy yeah a punch yeah like yep. so yeah you just punch it and put the little rivet in um yep just quickly on the rubber pieces can you get different colors like, are yes. They, so you can get like yellow, orange, pink, green. Each one has um, I can't remember the word. Um, they're different firmness levels. Okay. So yeah, like a red and a the red and blue are very similar in there. I think they're called fifty one fifty. In the but yeah, it's just how they eject in each color. Like you can go all the way to black, and black's like the hardest. Yeah. So if you have a really really heavy duty material that you need to get out, then you would put the black rubber okay. on it but yeah, you can pretty much they'll make you colors but you just have to order like a thousand sheets yeah. of it. oh so you have to cut them up individually they do like our oh, supplier they, they have a oh, big okay. it's like a, a big sample maker that they put on and it just cuts all the little pieces out yeah no that's, that's cool okay like i mentioned before they like the like the when i think of like your dyes like, i just think of those red ones like yep <laughs> But yeah, we had to switch it. Like I was saying earlier, um, I wanted them to stand out because everybody is all red. Really? I, then, thought, I thought it was only you guys. Like, no, there's a, quite a few. Every mostly, I think I might be the only one that uses the blue now. Yeah. Because I wanted to make so when you see like the Instagram, I'm like that is my dye, like blue. Because yeah, every single customer always had red, and then I was like, we got to change this. I'm like, it looks like if I look on because I follow other dye makers on instagram as well like down in south africa and they all use red rubber and then i was like we got to do something so when it's on instagram it stands out right away yeah yeah i like the yellow would be nice you do a yellow yeah one? yep we don't have any we used to there's yellow green um yellow someone asked cool. us, yeah but yeah. I, I just the blue was the easiest one yeah yeah because with covid and supply chain up it's it was hard um we had a tough time getting that red rubber so that's why we had to switch over because they oh, just okay. couldn't get it anymore yeah. so they're like we have it's the same thing but it's just blue and then i was like all right cool so so if, if you didn't have those rubbers it would just like the dye would sort of just it, get it would sort of just lift up with the dye 
Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be stuck inside. That's why okay. there's those holes to pop the leather piece out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You you don't do holes on all the ones though, or is it just some of them? I do them all now. Okay. Have to be like, um, yeah, mostly. Yeah. I just figured that I didn't, and then one day I was like, man, I I understand. Like I, because uh, I've been doing it for so long now that one of my customers was like, yeah, he ripped all the rubber off and then it got stuck. And I was like, why'd you take the rubber off? And he's like, oh, I don't like them. And I was like, all right, well, I'm like, yeah, I guess some people don't like the rubber, so they do take it off. And I, I was like, oh, cool. Like when, when yeah, you see people, you, when you, when you see like a, a reel of someone using it on like the, the yep. like all, it's like all squishes. And then, it pops. Yeah. <laughs> and then it pops the piece right out for you. So you don't really need that thumb hole with that, but it does help. Yeah. And good for hanging too. Like you can hang them all up and all that kind of stuff too. Oh yeah. That's a good point as well. I know that, um, like a watch strap dies would be really cool. Cause like guys have like the different, like those taper. Yep. So I actually like... just did a bunch of those. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Where, where do you get your leather goods from? What are you, whose stuff are you wearing? Oh, so right now it's, uh, my buddy Justin at Royal Peaks. Yeah. And then I do have, like, Ryan's stuff from Little King, and then uh, that's pretty much what I've been alternating through. Yeah. yeah. Are you a minimalist, minimalist, or you uh, carry the... I'm, like, I'm more of, like, a nine-card guy, so I like the the bifolds with the extra pockets in it. Yeah. Because I'm not a big cash guy, and but, yeah, I always... I just have cards. <laughs> yeah. The vertical yeah. or the horizontal... I like horizontal, but the ones I have are, yeah, they are horizontal. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting because there is like, it's probably not a big debate, but it is a somewhat of a debate of the horizontal versus the... Uh, the vertical one? Yeah. Like, I like, for some reason, I like the verticals because like, it's, e <clears> like, <throat> I've, I've carried horizontal ones, but like, I found the, they're, but then like the horizontal ones look more classier than the verticals. Right. It's like, I think it's just... It, it's just like... <laughs> It's all personal preference, all, obviously, but yeah. It all comes down to like, yeah, preference and ease of use. Yeah. You've got to think of how many that you're flipping it open. You want to get your card out right away. And it's just like, yeah. you know, you have to, I always have them set. So I know which ones I use the most. And then, but yeah. Yeah, so, cause Ryan's uh, the little King one, that one's a vertical one. And then with the money clip and then Justin at Royal peak, his is a horizontal one with the, it was like I I love that wall. It's awesome because it's yeah. just so. Effective. Yeah, horizontal ones they they look. I, I find them they look more classier, but then like the vertical ones they feel more easier to use. Right, you can just like, it's just you can just pull it out. It's like there's the colors. You have there's different colors and there's textures and it's like man, I should go into interior design now. Like <laughs> now to match colors and textures. And... That's funny. I should probably ask you on this last one. Probably marketing. So so how have you? Because I don't know. I know how to end. Like I know exactly what you're gonna say, and I was gonna say cold call. Cold call. I, okay. Oh man, I cold call everybody. Like as soon as I find someone that, like, if someone's got a die cutter, I'm calling them up to see. Like that's what I've been doing since I was a kid. Like even back when I remember going down to Texas with a bunch of um, MapQuest printed out maps, driving around trying to drum up business to get it up into Canada. Just going and visiting shops and like, just was, going in. What was it? Maps. Remember MapQuest? No. 
I don't know if it it was basically before Google Maps and everything, and you would print off the directions that you would have to take. It was like before pre GPS days. Okay. And, and yeah, so I remember just printing off these uh, map quests. Yeah, GPS. and then just driving around in Texas, like because my my family was down there, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go. I had a binder with all these different uh, customers in it and samples of stuff we did. I just go see them. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, calling people, uh, messaging on Instagram, like you name it. What's your, uh, what's your, how do you approach a cold call? So Usually like... with, I'll Google the business and then I'll go on their website and see what they do and all that kind of stuff and then gather as much information as I can and then I'll just call and talk to the person who orders steel rolled eyes. And I usually explain what we are, who we are, like family business, Cambridge, and then what they're, who they're using now and try and get their business. That's, you know, you got a 50, 50 chance of either yes or no. So yeah, it's worth a shot. And if they say no, it's uh... on to the, try and find someone else or you just call them back the next week and keep trying. Cause I've done that too. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you just get them to the point where they're just like, fine, fine. And then finally, they're just like, I'm, please stop calling. And then they'll start emailing like quotes over. And then usually that's how it gets going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I, was, that's I wasn't good. expecting that, but that's nice. Yeah. I, I, have done that's some what I have done some cold calling. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, yeah. Man, it is it is daunting at first. Like your heart's beating and it's like. Oh, but... Yeah. But it is it is gotta, very rewarding, though. As long as you just have everything written out that you want to say, so you don't get jumbled up in your own sentences and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's sort of like you, you don't want to. You can't. Well, I'm not an expert on cold calling, so I can't really talk. But like, I know that you try and. Yeah, you don't want to like ramble on. It's kind of like you just want to like, "Hey, I'm such and such." Da, 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 da. Yep. Give them your spiel, and then usually they'll ask, or <laughs> and that's pretty much about it. But yeah, yeah. with now. Like, with all the leather stuff, I'll find people on Instagram, and then I'll just start messaging, like, with Ryan. Um, I just sent him a message on Instagram, and then he gave me his phone number. I talked to him on the phone for, like, an hour, and then that was that. Became yeah. buddies, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, that's the way, yeah, always Instagram's such a huge one now. It feels like, I feel, I feel like Instagram is a bit more of a... Like, it's a lot more easy to get in touch with different leather crafters. Yep. Like, to see their work and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, because even like with us, us talking, yeah. I would have no idea unless you message me on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's, um... Yeah. And you're all the way on the other side of the world. Like, it's nuts. Like, just yeah. through one platform, how people can just start communicating and... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, if it felt, it, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's yes, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome because like you know I saw saw you on like that you the YouTube video and it's like, it's crazy how it's like, it's like from YouTube to message, to yep. meeting you now it's like it's, yeah. it's like a, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that video that it changed everything. Like it was, it's amazing. Yeah. Like they're. I didn't even know it was at a hundred thousand yet because I I probably watched it like three times, but yeah, what I don't was it like watching it back? Weird. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, really, I, really I don't like listening to my podcast back, so I know what you it, mean. Yeah, it was super. It was odd. Like I, I mean, it was amazing, but I was just like, oh, 
I sound like that? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. And then it was just, uh, yeah, it was just different. I don't know. I've never really, besides when I was making like those movies when I was a kid, like stop motion animation and all that. With, oh, like, yeah. the handy- and then, uh, yeah, I haven't really seen myself in like that way before. So it was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um- is stop motion the one where you like you take the picture, move, take the picture, yeah. move? Yeah, they used to do, yeah, and then you just move, 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 yeah. and then eventually starts like walking across the table or whatever. Yeah, stop motion. Yeah, yeah I think that's all the. Que- I think the, the last question was just like how how can people get in? Like how can someone get in contact with Bradshaw Still Rule Dies? They can email us at bsrd at belnet.ca. They can message me on Instagram. It's Bradshaw SRD. Um, we have a Facebook page, too. You can message that way. But, uh, yeah, those are pretty much the easiest. Or even, our like, our website has uh, an email page that you can send us messages yeah. directly. Yeah. Instagram was pretty easy to get in touch, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the easiest one. Because I'm always kind of, like, yeah, I'm around my phone. Like, I'll keep it in front of me at my desk, and then I'll just see it and then message back and then go from there yeah no, that's awesome now thanks for that justin i, I appreciate you coming on. thank you i had a blast dude it was great talking with you yeah it was good to see you yeah um likewise <laughs>